This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. This is episode 35. Not really an important number in the DMB world, but whatever. I'm Bruce, and joining me, as always, is Nolan. What's up, man? Bruce. I'm missing uh, hurricane playoff hockey right now to record this. So, I mean, this better be a good episode, man. My canes are on. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so I guess we should mention that we are actually... Uh, recording in the middle of the day, and we have been recording in the middle of the day or in the morning lately, which is why we haven't been cheersing with any beers. Um, maybe we should just start day drinking in the middle of the week, and I don't know. Uh, you know maybe. I I'll do a coffee plug right now, though. Ooh, let's hear it. Drinking a nice counterculture coffee. If you have not had it, it is uh, incredible. Located in Durham. North Carolina, but you can get it anywhere, just about. And uh, this one is Big Trouble, a little caramel action in this one. It is delicious, Bruce. That's awesome. I'm sipping on a uh, smoothly Brita filtered water out of a <laughs> DMB 25 Nalgene bottle that I got for donating to Reverb back in West Palm. Like, nice. 2016, I guess. Um, but anyways, welcome to the show, everybody. We're going to do a couple of episode plugs here real quick before we get into the finale of the East Coast leg of the Pseudo Summer Tour. Wow. Nolan, we just put out, we actually just recorded, but we just put out a uh, bonus episode, and it is a very important, very interesting, and a very gripping, emotional episode that we think everyone needs to listen to if you haven't already and i mean now go listen to it now oh yeah stop what you're doing don't listen to this one anymore we were able to talk with the landsman family uh jim landsman diagnosed with COVID 19 had to go on a ventilator um it's in the icu and the dmb community uh really rallied around him and got Dave Matthews to record a video message for him. Uh, We talked to the family. They're incredible, super strong, and we are just sending good vibes their way. So please, please check that out. It's important stuff, and they have a a really great message and story that they want to get out there. Take this coronavirus very seriously. Wear a mask. And Bruce, what, what do we have next? Yeah, uh, for sure. Well said. And, you know, thank you to them for joining us again. But next week, 
we have another interview episode. And this is one that we think every DMB fan should also listen to. And this is our exclusive interview with Mr. Bela Fleck. Nolan, we cannot mm. wait for this. Oh, no. No, no, no. This is, this is I think, going to be one of our best episodes. I mean, how could it not be? He is like the greatest DMB guest of all time, in my opinion. Um, he has been a staple just a legend and maybe one of the nicest uh, people of all time. He was super generous. Oh, man. A lot of cool tidbits that you will find out when you listen next week. So, man, I'm I'm so excited about, about that and for everyone to hear it, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we may be able to cut up a couple of little teasers for you guys. I don't know. We, we might do that. We might tease it out. Um, but, you know, we don't want to spoil too much. It's just really good. It was a great conversation. And thank you again to Bela for joining us. Yes. Um, all right, Nolan, a couple more plugs before we get into our West Palm Beach Pseudo yeah. Summer Tour episode. Again, we want to thank everyone who has purchased any pieces of merch, uh, whether that be a T-shirt or some stickers. Um, wow, we're kind of, you know, we're overwhelmed with the amount of support that we've gotten from that. So please, um, if you have not done so, please support us. Please go snag something. Um, we'll be continuously adding some things. Um, we've got some more stickers coming, possibly some more shirts later in the year. I know we've sold out of a couple of sizes there, Nolan. But um, yeah, so we're proud to have that. Just check out our Etsy page. You can find the links on, where have we put them? Nolan? Like Twitter and Instagram, I believe, maybe Facebook. Oh, yeah. Yeah, business is booming. So thanks for... Uh... <laughs> Thanks for everyone for liking liking our stuff. Uh, so didn't know what we were really getting into selling merchandise, but it's worked out so <laughs> far. And yeah, it's pretty cool. And speaking of cool, Cruise into Wellness CBD is pretty cool, Bruce. And uh, they're still our sponsor. Yes, they have stuck around again. Um, CruiseIntoWellness.com at CruiseIntoWellnessCBD. Use code GRAYPOD for 20% off their products. Still loving their CBD products, Bruce. It is good stuff. What about you? Absolutely. We've been using we've been using it just about every single day, um, especially right before bed. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you can pop in a delicious gummy every now and then as well if you just know that maybe, hey, you know, I may be stressed later on with work or with something later on in the day. I just want to go ahead and, you know, maybe ease that a little bit. Um, if you have any aches and pains, um, I know that you had spoken about a hip pain. Um, yep. You know, we've both here have uh, had random back pain. So it's just good stuff to have on hand. Um, and it's been fantastic to team up with them so far, um, even though they're Tar Heel fans. Mm. Oh Unreal. gosh! <laughs> Just kidding. We oh. we we are we are equal opportunity uh, partners here. We have no problem. Um, but yeah, become a Duke fan or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Cruise into Wellness CBD for the sponsorship. You guys, y'all are awesome. And everyone, please check them out. And remember, just like Nolan said, code GrayPod for twenty percent off. Nolan, here we go. We have arrived. The end of the East Coast leg of the Ooh. Pseudo Summer Tour. And it's going to be located in West Palm Beach, Florida, Bruce, your home state. And this is a place that we have been to 
on multiple occasions, one time together back in 2016 for just an absolutely epic weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I was there in 2008 with my parents. Shout out mom and dad. Maybe one of the best two-night stands West Palm Beach has ever seen. I personally think so. But mm-hmm. we're going to go farther back for this episode, Bruce. Uh, we're going to go back to September 9th, 2000. And this was a classic 2000 summer tour show. Yeah, nearly 20 years ago. We're almost 20 years Wow! after this concert, which is unbelievable. But exactly. We found this show. We searched through a bunch of West Palm weekends, a bunch of West Palm shows. And this is the one we landed on. And it's a, uh, it's a pretty standard but awesome show for the year 2000. Standard in 2000 meant <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah. And this one, you know, features... I think five of those new songs that were being road tested that summer um, while they were on the break uh, from the recording studio. Um, And at this point, Nolan, you know, there was some angst amongst the fan base that the band had halted debuting more new songs. I think they, the last one was early June or July. No, Mm. not early June. It was July, excuse me. And rumors were rampant that the sessions with Lily White that they were being scrapped and that they were looking elsewhere for a producer. Yeah. And thank God they did. Cause otherwise we wouldn't have gotten the everyday album and, uh, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously everyone knows the backstory here with Lily white sessions getting scrapped. And, you know, it was around this time actually in the tour, Dave flew out to LA and met with Glenn Ballard and that meeting ultimately led to the Lily White sessions being scrapped in uh, in favor of Everyday, which uh, I think Dave and Glenn wrote all the songs for in like ten days. Kind of similar to man, two, summer two thousand four and gosh, oh six, and you could even say twenty sixteen. That's uh, maybe the, the first time this kind of pattern started for the band with the Lily White <laughs> sessions uh, being the most notable but yeah Bruce this was a really weird time for the band but you cannot tell it uh from this concert no absolutely not um they are on point at this show top to bottom great performances from every member and I pretty much think that we do highlight every single member in this uh show so it is going to be very cool and you know let's go ahead and kick into it as they start the show, um, you know, I'm kind of in the camp of I like it to start a little bit slower and build up and then, you know, uh, just kind of ease me in a little bit. I do kind of like that. And this show does that. And it does. And hmm. they did it in a way that they don't do anymore, Nolan, with One Sweet World, but One Sweet World with the intro, the instrumental intro. We Ooh. miss it so much. We do, yeah. It would have been nice to have seen that attached when we saw the tour opener in Pensacola. Um, But alas, we did not. They've scrapped the instrumental intro. It is beautiful. We love it. Classic Dave guitar riff. Carter sounds great. Leroy, of course, owns. And man, just One Sweet World would be perceived a lot better by the hardcores if the intro was still attached, Bruce. 
Oh, absolutely. Because it is a great way to open a show. I know that yeah. generally it gets an eye roll amongst hardcores because it's been a popular opener, but it's a great song. And mm-hmm. it's, you're exactly right. With the intro, you start a concert off with that or you just start the song off with that. Fantastic. I mean, this lineup would be able yeah. to make it sound very, very nice. I think, um, I believe they've played it a few times, not with Buddy, but, um, you know, over the years since they abandoned it and Rashawn sounded good on muted trumpet on it um obviously Jeff would be able to sound great on it it just I think that they should bring it back so um if we have concerts in 2021 DMB bring back the one sweet world intro come on do it do it do it great way to open a show and I didn't take you for a guy that likes to ease into it Bruce I kind of thought you'd be full force head banging to don't drink the water as opposed to slower songs (laughs) like that but i mean i've known you more than half my life and wow you're still surprising me amazing (laughs) that the the don't drink in uh the don't drink openers are fantastic i need to be eased in with a nice intro a nice long build-up where they're uh you know building up some tension and then just bam that would be cool Um, i got you yeah but yes. no, I, I like I like any openers except for, you know, songs that I don't like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, more like a Seek Up uh, intro there or... Stone. An, Stone, that makes sense. I know you loved the A Dream So Real into Two Step back in 07. Yes. Duh. Duh. You know, they follow it up with a little So Much To Say into Bridge into Too Much, and that is not typically where you see those run of songs in a show these days in that second slot but great placement it was really cool to hear and i like this anyone seen the bridge a lot because i feel like carter's like kind of a little more into it some cool fills there dave has you know that kind of old school energy that he brought to it yeah they nail it obviously yeah absolutely uh just the whole triplets right there each one of those were nailed um, and I agree. I, I like that anyone's seen the bridge. I like Carter's stuff in there. And I really like the next song. Um, and we always like it. And I think that every single time we talk about it on the podcast, we say the same stuff about it. Um, yeah. That it's classic DMB. Um, and it's a date, great Dave riff. But I mean, Rhyme and Reason is just one of those songs that is so much more it's just so different than what any other band was like doing at the time, I guess, that it has to bring you in and captivate you. And you're like, what is this? You know, for the first time you hear it. Um, and this is just another good version of just a classic DMB song that is kind of underrated, maybe. I don't know. Oh, I think it's one of their most underrated songs because, mm. I mean, now it doesn't get played a, a whole lot. I feel like it's kind of on the like same path or trajectory is the stone like they get played a similar amount of time at least in my head that's kind of how i'm picturing it um Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i've never once heard rhyme and reason live and been like oh great another rhyme and reason it's (laughs) awesome it's i mean it's always unless there's a guest on it on electric guitar um or or horns or something it's usually the same but Right. It's always good. Really good. Yeah, and it's just Dave, he's got such strong vocals. Um, 
not only in this version, but in all of them, they're just like, I don't know, powerful sort of evil at times. And then you have, you know, at the end where he sings very softly, um, I wrote sweetly here, but, you know, I don't know if that's the correct word. It's just, it's a very nice contrast. It's just such a cool, unique song. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, they An used outro. to kind of, Ooh. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just so good. And they used to use it to segue into a lot of songs. Um, and they did right here, Nolan. And it's one that I don't think that we'll ever hear live ever again. never hear this song played by the Dave Matthews Band ever, ever again. And that's because it is True Reflections, the Boyd Tinsley song. And Bruce, it's it's a little sad because I've actually always really enjoyed this song and mm-hmm. never saw it live, unfortunately. But I love uh, the back and forth with Boyd singing part of it and Dave singing part of it. There's a nice Boyd solo. Roy gets his... Um, shot at a soul on this but 
uh, we never talk about this song, but it's actually good. I know. I mean, it's. I feel like it's never in a show that we review, and I'm glad that it is. Um, I looked it up. The only other time that I remember us talking about it was on episode five, and you were actually in Italy, and um, <laughs> you did a remote spot. You, I think, reacted I to the shows, <laughs> and I did the DMB history, and it was uh, July seventh, nineteen ninety three, which wow. has some really cool stuff in it, and it does have a true reflections, which was actually a set closer. Um, Whoa, yeah, but this was really a. F- fun song i'm glad that you know it was in this show because i hadn't listened to it in a long time and you're right boyd roy carter they're great dave has some uh nice vocals in there and you know i think this is one where we actually need to pause right now and give you a little bit of true reflections That's good stuff. I don't care what anybody else says. I like it. I enjoyed yes. that very much. And, you know, you never hear it, so maybe it was a nice refresher for you. Also, Dave totally tricked us there at the beginning with a little uh, minaret uh, oh. muted strumming there in the intro. I had to, I was like, oh, because I didn't look at the set list um, like too deeply um, before listening. So I was like, hmm? And then, what a nice surprise. Pretty cool stuff there. And then, Bruce, we get into the Lily White Sessions songs. And they started off with Raven, making it the first of only two appearances at West Palm Beach. That doesn't make sense. Maybe they are playing Raven at East Palm Beach. Maybe they get all the Ravens. I don't know. (laughs) What a crime. How dare you, Dave? Um, Only two times. Ouch. And yeah, this is one of those very early versions of Raven um, with, you know, those improv lyrics from Dave. Um, and, you know, if you looked at the transcribed lyrics on the Almanac, they're pretty dark, um, which is typical for Raven back then. So you can really tell where Dave had, you know, an idea for the future um, lyrics the set lyrics, I guess you'd say, and mm-hmm. use some of that. So some of that will be familiar to you. But, um, you know, this this improv stuff, I think we had talked about, um, you know, why this song is called Raven. And so I looked at the early versions of 2000, and they had lyrics that referenced a raven. They referenced, like, black wings and all this other stuff. Um, huh. And so my guess is... It's sort of based on Edgar Allan Poe's poem, The Raven. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that had something to do with it. I mean, it's very dark and depressing. And Dave was in a dark and depressing state at this point in his life, apparently. So that kind of makes sense. And um, Edgar Allan Poe has a room there at UVA in Charlottesville that is forever preserved. So, duh, Charlottesville, DMB, Edgar Allan Poe, Raven, done. 
Man, look at look at us connecting the dots here. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Because um, yeah, you wouldn't have any idea based on the current form or studio form of Raven. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that have to do with anything, Raven? <laughs> yeah. You know, like what? So, I always, I don't know. I always love to know the meaning behind songs, and I don't think. DMB or Dave, they're not very uh, forthcoming with information like that. Yeah. Maybe on like VH1 Storytellers is about the most you'll get out of it. And even on Sirius XM in between songs, when they introduce something like I heard them introducing the stone the other day, and Dave started talking about it, and it had n- literally nothing to do with the stone. It was like, what? I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just what? But yeah. That's awesome. Raven. So here's an early 2000 version of Raven with improv lyrics. love those early 2000 versions of some of these songs that don't have coherent lyrics at all and it's just they're just almost kind of jamming up there it's like they're in the studio and just jamming up there um, yeah pretty cool and another thing that's pretty cool nolan is that we get a little prelude here into the next song which is don't drink the water by the way Ooh. and um it's the second time this show that i think you were tricked carter yeah. tricked you this time dave, dave did the first time Carter tricked you again by hitting the gong before yeah. Don't Drink the Water. So why don't you tell everybody why that tricked you? Well, yeah, it was just a few episodes ago that we uh, discovered that Carter played a gong on minarets uh, back <laughs> in the day. And back then I was like, what did, I, what did I just hear? What just happened? And very like strange prelude here in Don't Drink the Water. I was like, I was... Uh, playing with my son in the playroom and heard it in the background I was like it sounds like like a car garage like what is what are all these noises and then Carter just hits the gong and they go right into don't drink the water so <laughs> like Again, if anyone knows the story behind the gong, please let us know. Like, this is bothering me now at this point. I need to know how the gong came to be and why it left. I know. It seems like that uh, 2000 was the year of the gong. Not really sure why, but it was. And um, we need more information. But I do love these early <laughs> on uh, Don't Drink the Waters 
uh, you know, that 98, 99, 2000 ish era, even up mm-hmm. to about Central Park. Um, but they're just, they're a little slower. And I don't know, it just kind of packs a better punch to me than the hard driving rock versions now. I still love it, still love it. But I really <laughs> liked those older don't drinks. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. They, ju- I just prefer them. Yeah. No, I, I agree too. And I mean, you nailed it with up to Central Park because that one's that one's an all timer. Oh. The Dave Wales at the end mm, when he's hitting those falsettos on "Don't Drink the Water." Forget about it, Bruce. <laughs> forget about it. Forget about it. And at the at the end of the song here, Nolan, we get a. Um, I think someone had a sign. They wanted to wish Leroy Moore a happy birthday, um, whose uh-huh. birthday was the day prior. So, And that would have been September 7th, uh, 2000. So happy birthday, happy late birthday, Leroy there. And some fans start kind of singing. And Dave is kind of like, I guess he's just done with that because he starts JTR immediately. There's a couple up here in front. We definitely want to tell everybody that they just want to say happy birthday to Leroy Moore over here on the Saturday. I guess, I don't know if you could label it as a 2000 song, Nolan. It did uh, debut slightly before that, technically, mm-hmm. but um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but this starts a run of three of those new songs in a row, and Nolan, this was the 35th time JTR was played on this summer tour. <sighs> that is just <laughs> preposterous awesome. and awesome, yes. What in the world? Uh, take me back. Take me back. We have to go back! But seriously, a little background info. I feel like we've talked about JTR in the last like three episodes. Um, we're going to talk about it again right now, but a little background info on JTR might be useful to the listeners here, Bruce. It is formerly known as Rain Down On Me and also John the Revelator, and it got shortened to JTR in the Lily White Sessions. Dave teased that riff that we have come to know and love in 1998 and then fleshed it out as John the Revelator in the Supernatural Sessions. Yes, the Carlos Santana album, which Dave guested on. And you can actually download John the Revelator with Dave and Santana as that was released. And I believe Carter Beaufort also playing on it. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good stuff. And odd that nothing ever came of that with the with DMB and Santana actually guested on John the Revelator with DMB and Dave and Tim on four of the five times it was played in 1999. In the Lily White sessions, the uh, who's that riding John the Revelator, that part, nixed in the Lily White sessions. Steve did not approve, apparently, or <laughs> someone did not like it. But according to the Almanac, shout out to those guys as they are just the goats at everything and you can literally find any information you want on that website. Uh, The verse is completely original and the music, obviously, final verse lyrics are originally an old gospel song. So that is an interesting tidbit. And this version of JTR is just, I mean, pretty much how it is now too. Absolutely. And completely 
played perfectly pretty much. Um, yeah. Just a flawless performance. They nail it. And, man, that is interesting tidbit. I like that. The more you know, uh, the final verse lyrics were originally a gospel song. Hmm, pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, can you imagine, Nolan, a song now these days being debuted and played a ton of times on tour and being as good as JTR? I mean, holy smokes. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Sam Cop in 2016, duh. No. No. Huh? If you would have said Bismarck, I may have given a little <laughs> bit to you, but as good as JTR, Sam Cop? Obviously, I'm joking. Yes, Bismarck <laughs> is the one, the, the newest song to make its debut um, that I would put up there with a JTR. Mm-hmm. Also, those 04 songs, we could go on and on about that. Like, it's always constantly on our mind. But, Bruce, I mean, we're talking about imagining things. Can you imagine not putting a song this good on an album ever? (laughs) I wish I could say no, but unfortunately, it seems like that has happened um, several times. Um, So, fingers crossed that some of those songs... Uh, that we love and are not on albums will make it one day or we'll at least get a studio version maybe in a, on a B-Sides or something. Please, management, Dave, whoever has control of all these things, we just want to hear all of them. We love you. Um, Wait. They need to hear it one more time. The album is DM B-Sides. Just, fine by me. Just put it out. Just You would make the fan base so, so very happy. If you put yeah. out the DMB sides album, just make it a a double album, and I mean, make the bonus disc soundcheck jams. Holy <laughs> smokes! I mean, oh man, gosh, can someone can someone in the DMB camp or SiriusXM just hire us so we can like get these ideas out there more? I know you guys are listening, but like, <laughs> let's let's make this happen. We will have been. I will consider us a successful podcast if we ever get a DMB sides album. Bruce. There you go. Uh, yeah, it would be for sure our own original idea. Um, <laughs> may need a credit on the back cover or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, that would be awesome. I love that. I don't care what they call it. They could call it uh, "Poop on My Face," and I'd buy all of it. Um, <laughs> I really do not care. Um, but what I do care about is this next song and how thankful I am that this was a song that debuted this tour um, and just how much we love Grace is Gone, Nolan. We have waxed on, just kind of like JTR, we've waxed on and off about this song a lot lately and we're going to do it again. Oh, yeah. No. This is happening once again. Grace is Gone. And... Well, let's backtrack a second here. We've got a little run of Raven, Don't Drink the Water, JTR, Grace is Gone. That is noise for West Palm Beach, man. And Grace is Gone got... This is the 30th time Grace is Gone got played on that tour. I mean, gosh, sign me up for those numbers, man. I know. Never seen it once live except Dave and Tim. Not full band, but, like, come on. That's... Oh, that's horrendous. That is, um, that's awful. I feel terrible for you, but I don't feel terrible for the people at West Palm that got to see this perfect version of of Grace is Gone. It is so beautiful, um, and the violin is truly essential right here. I mean, it 
Yeah. There's, it, it's just so nice to have the layering of the violin here. It's like really driving the beauty of the song. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of improv there. And Roy does some at the end, which is also beautiful, Nolan. But, man, it is just, this was just such a great performance. Oh, man, it's so good. They should play this at every show. And everyone should take to Twitter right now to message Matt Norlander and harass him about ranking this 66th <laughs> in his all-time DMB song rankings. I mean, absolutely outrageous, Matt Norlander. How dare you, Norlander? I'm coming for you. Oh, Watch man. out, Norlander. Yeah, seriously. Um, shouts to Norlander. Uh, thanks for coming on the pod <laughs> a few times. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll chat again soon. Uh, but... Nolan, we move on from just a, an incredible version of Grace is Gone to another 2000 song, and it is the song of the podcast. It is our namesake. It is Gray Street, and this was the 38th Whoa. time it was played on this tour. Holy smokes. Dang. I mean, people complain about songs being played a lot, but when they're good, mm. I don't think it really matters. Oh, no. No, I would prefer, I would prefer if the good songs got played this much. Uh yeah, 38 times. They nailed this version. Obviously, they are just on point this show and this tour. One of the best in DMB's history. But, I mean, these early versions of Gray Street are pretty legendary, Bruce. And, uh, you know, not a ton of improv lyrics in this one. Um, those were more earlier in the tour, but... They're pretty set in stone for for 2000 Gray Street here, and uh, Roy has some nice solo work at the end of this one. Oh, yeah. and I mean, you know what? Let's just go ahead and play that right now, and um, then we'll come back to something that kind of caught us off guard about this version.
Yeah, Bruce, this has the third verse in it, which we think might be making a comeback, thanks to a few uh, few Dave solo at-home performances two times Ooh, now. Ooh, baby. Ooh, we love that. And, uh, Bruce, I hadn't listened to a 2000 Gray Street in a while, and there's a third verse and then extra chorus. And that extra chorus there at the end surprised me, and I loved it. Yeah, it was cool. I kind of forgot about that, too. Um, and I prefer it that way. I mean, the longer the Gray Street, the better. The more Dave is singing on Gray Street. I don't know. It just has always seemed like his voice is perfect for that song. Um, yeah. And I don't know why that is, but it just is. And, yeah, that was a little bit of a, a surprise. A nice sneak attack there by Dave. Thank you, Dave. And we'll just continue on here. I mean, just a solid show. I mean, let's just talk about this for a second. Now we have another mid-set song, which isn't normally mid-set, All Along the Watchtower. And we talk about this song moving around in the set. I think that we've probably seen one or two mid-set Watchtowers before. Um, still calling for mm-hmm. it as an opener. Come on, do it, Dave. Do it. But mid-set one, pretty cool, Nolan. Love a mid-set watchtower. Uh, you can tell the crowd does, too. They're getting into it. Nice little intro by Fonz and Dave there. And then Boyd and Roy obviously take the jam and solos to another level, Bruce. And this song, the song they have just always crushed. It It's always been good. It really has. And I, don't, I wonder how many times Dave himself has personally played all along the watchtower. <laughs> um, I think he's talked about playing it over and over and over on like the streets of Amsterdam one time. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I bet it's, you know, in the thousands. And I think that's when the guy came up to him and told him to stop. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. He like put his hand on the guitar and said, yeah. stop or like yeah. whatever. Uh, and Dave's like, Oh man. Okay. It's like John Belushi in animal house. The guy just like took the guitar and was like, no, <laughs> yeah, just no. started bashing it. <laughs> Oh, yes. They and, and you're right. They've just always crushed this song, um, and they do it again here. So that just kind of leads us. It's time to cool down. I mean, it's West Palm Beach. It's hot as hell. And, um, you know, they just just completely destroyed everyone, and they need to cool it down. And what's better than a 2,000 cool down than busted stuff? Nothing. That's the answer. Broken things. No. No? <laughs> Oh, uh, just kidding. Yeah, the only time it was ever played at West Palm Beach. Huh. Bruce, I, I have never seen Busted Stuff live, and that makes me sad. Have you? No. It, un, unbelievable. No, what? haven't. Man. Hmm. I don't know. This uh, this performance is... I kind of could, could see how or why maybe they don't play it that much. It, this is a very, like super soft and mellow version of busted stuff and i don't know almost to me seems like everyone's a little bored even like the crowd it's just like not a lot going on but it has the potential for some serious jazz bruce yeah um i kind of felt the same way it's not the best busted stuff i've ever heard it didn't keep me engaged at the end um, like some do. Um, we do get some Dave Falsetto and Roy in the outro, but not as much as on some other versions. And you are exactly right. I mean, if we could bring this back and not have Tim play the 
Dave's guitar parts um, with the crunchy yeah. electric. Like I think they did. Um, was it 2010? I think we just saw a drive-in with yeah. busted stuff, right? That's right. Um, so if you know if they got if they didn't do that and just let Dave play the acoustic part, Tim do some fills in the background. Then you've got Buddy, Jeff, and Rashawn to do a jazzy outro oh. um, and just add stuff throughout. Oh man, that lineup! It would be the greatest version of busted stuff that we've ever seen. So oh yeah, we need to we need to make a push for that. And I I could have sworn maybe last year or 2018 i think it was 2019 that fonz on twitter said that like he was pushing for more busted stuff songs to be played and mm, i don't know if that really happened you never know kind of got a little bit um a little bit of play and maybe if you count jtr making some appearances last year that can kind of count but yeah they play i'd love to see so much <laughs> so i think oh that yeah that- <laughs> they probably yeah, take that and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, keep that third verse in there, and people will be super pumped to see Gray Street again, and it always rocks. And for sure, yeah, we'd love to see Buses stuff. Um, but next up, Bruce is just an all-time DMB staple, and now it seems like a West Palm Beach staple as well. Jimmy thing. Yeah, <laughs> West Palm Beach staple. Uh, for sure, 17 times played at West Palm Beach. Um, wow, <laughs> this was the fourth time that it was played at West Palm Beach already in 2000. Um, but this was actually a very nice version to listen to. Um, you know, right when they kick into Roy's solo here, and we're going to play a little bit of this. Uh, Dave throws in some nice improv guitar licks. It's very like funky, and um, it was just cool, because it was very, it was like a patient funk that they kept building for a while. It's a long solo here for Roy. It takes like five minutes for them to reach, like, Carter really taking over and driving to the end of the solo. It was like six-minute solo for Roy, so uh, ooh, I bet he was out of breath, man. Yeah, this is a 17-minute Jimmy, and definitely could have been a few minutes shorter, and just kind of peters out at the end, but I will never complain about a Leroy Moore solo, especially when it is this good. And for that matter, I'll never complain about a Dave acoustic guitar solo, which he does here again. Uh, we talk about it all the time whenever we get a chance to play some of that. And Bruce, here's some, uh, some nice Dave guitar improv here.
do miss that so much. Dave, please play some improv guitar again on Jimmy Thing. It's so much fun. That just attacking method that you use, just all of that. Um, yeah. Man, I, I can't even think of the word. Just rhythmic. There, there we go. That rhythmic guitar strumming that you're doing, um, palm muting, all of that stuff. It sounds so cool. Um, there's just so many good Jimmy improvs by Dave. And uh, this one is still fun. And, you know, I heard this again. I was like, oh, man, I, every time I listen to these old Jimmys, I forget about the Dave improv. And I'm yep. just always like, yes. Oh, yeah, it's so good. And so is the set closer here, Bruce. We have Pantala Naga Pampa into Rapunzel to close the main set. And. I don't know if you're sensing the theme or trend here, but Leroy Moore, ladies and gentlemen, he's just all over it. I know. It's so good. Crushing the outro. Um, These old school Rapunzel's are absolutely the goats. Um, Yeah. Not quite the same anymore. They're a little rushed. I don't know. It's just not the same. I mean, it's fine. It's cool. That's fine. Still good. Um, Just different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just different, and um, it's nice to hear these. And so, you know, anytime that we throw in an old show and it has Rapunzel in it, you're likely going to get some music from it. (laughs) Thanks to Leroy Moore. phenomenal Roy the goat man just have a band full of goats it is it's pretty cool how how incredible all these different musicians are and came together to form a band it is remarkable and uh, you know one of their earliest songs and I'll back you up making an appearance here in this e1 slot and Bruce First of only two times it has been played in West Palm Beach. What was the second time? Night two last year. Yeah, mid-set. Man, it was such a nice surprise there. Um, popping up last year mid-set. I don't, man, I don't know where that came from, but I was extremely happy to have seen that last year. Um, it just, what, when did they play it? It was like a song or two after Stone, and I think it was a liberation, actually. It was uh, it was very, very shocking. But regardless, yes, Nolan, just such a nice E1 spot here. You've got a little bit of Fonz, the solo there in the middle, um, mm-hmm. some Carter accompaniment, and it's just, you know, one of the best songs that Dave has written um, just overall. It's just very nice, sweet, emotional, uh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, and it is 
perfect in the mid set and E1 slots. Uh, need more of that. It is, I mean, just a great slow cooldown song that uh, I'd love to see. Even even a Dave solo version there in those spots would be really cool too. But yeah, Fonz, uh, sounding phenomenal right there. And then Bruce, this is maybe like the most interesting, I think, stat from West Palm Beach, at least during this era of the band. But mm -hmm. what would you say? It ends the show, closes out the show, and that makes three or four straight shows at West Palm Beach that it has uh, closed out. That is West Palm Beach 99, the first time, what would you say, um, was played as a closer by the band, and then night one in 2002. So that's so strange. Oh, that is so strange. Just basically, what would we say, three of the four uh, shows in a row? Man, that is yeah. so, so weird. I don't know what was going on there in West Palm. He must have had a uh, friend down there. Um, <laughs> I got people here. And then just play <laughs> What Would You Say every time. Um, but mm -hmm. it's a it's a cool closer, uh, Nolan. And we've actually seen one um, May 22nd, yeah. 2015. Um, my wife's first show. They're in Raleigh, North Carolina. Most famous for Be Yourself. Mm, yeah, song <laughs> debut of Be Yourself. And that, uh, I think, God, we have mentioned that song way too many times on this podcast. Uh, but... What a legendary show. Not really, but that show also was the first time Raven had been played in the acoustic set back in the DMB two sets era. So tying it all back in full circle with Raven in the Lily White Session songs in this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Way to go, DMB, and way to go, Corner of Gray Street Podcast. We're goat. <laughs> um, we did it. Yeah, but this is a great version of What Would You Say? I mean... We're going to close the episode with this outro because it is so good. Thanks to yeah. Leroy Moore. It's a great way to end a show, a surprising way to end a show. So why not end our episode with it? Nolan, um, I love it when they close shows with stuff that you just don't really expect or that, you know, they're in um, an odd spot, at least yeah. when it's, you know, kind of upbeat like this. Oh, I could not agree more. That is... It's so cool when they try new stuff like that. And yeah, just a normal song that's always somewhere in the main set. But nope, we're going to throw it in the encore and in the show with it, sending everyone out with good vibes and sending everyone out, leaving us wanting more Leroy Moore. Mm, that's the best part about listening to these old shows, man. Leroy's smooth, smooth playing. He is truly missed. And uh, can't wait for you to hear the end of this episode with the Roy jam of what would you say? Absolutely. What a, what a great way to end September 9th, 2000 there at West Palm beach. And what a way to end the East coast leg of our pseudo summer tour. Um, yeah, it we is, did it. Yeah, we did it. Way to go. Now it's time for a little bit of a tour break, just like DMB would be taking. So we will be taking a pseudo summer tour break. But our podcast will not be taking a break, Nolan. Again, I guess we should plug our next week's episode, very special episode, a very special interview, a very exclusive interview. Oh, yeah, we mentioned it at the top of the show, but next week be sure to tune in to our exclusive interview with Bela Fleck. We talk about everything from 
his musical background, what he's working on now, the start of the Flectones, first time guesting with DMB, learning DMB songs and and what what he liked to play with them and you know where the Flectones are at now and maybe what we might see in the future. So he's working on a ton of stuff. We can't wait to talk about it. Please be sure you will not want to miss this episode. Bruce, it's going to be GOAT. Oh, it will be. I cannot wait for it, and I hope everyone enjoys it as much as we enjoyed talking to him and putting this together. Uh, fantastic. But also coming up, when we return from our break here, I guess, and when we resume with the Pseudo Summer Tour, Nolan, why don't you run through some of the places that we'll be able to uh, pull shows from, and um, we're going to put a little PSA out to everyone. If you have some uh, favorite moments or shows from out there over the years, hit us up. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, with the West Coast leg resuming, that means we and the Dave Matthews Band will be hitting up Vancouver, The Gorge, Bend, Oregon, Irvine, California and Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if anyone has any moments or songs, tips, anything, hit us up on our social media or our email. We are graystreetpod at gmail.com. And on social, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at graystreetpod, on Facebook, the Corner of Gray Street uh, podcast Facebook page. And again, if you're interested in merch, check us out on Etsy. Bruce, I think that pretty much wraps it up for the East Coast. Yep, see ya, East Coast. Thanks. We're going west. Um, heading west, young man. And um, we can't wait to do that. We've, we're going to have some good stuff for you guys um, for the West Coast leg as well. And I think the band actually comes back and hits the South. It was a little bit of a weird tour. So we'll see what happens with the Pseudo Summer Tour going forward. Thank you guys for listening yet again. Don't forget to check out, if you haven't already, the uh, bonus episode, the interview we did with the Landsman family. Very beautiful family that um, it provided us with a lot of great insight, some education, and just a touching, touching story. Um, so be sure to check that out, and then look forward to the Bela Fleck interview. Nolan, thanks for joining me yet again, and I guess I'll see you next week interviewing Bela Fleck on the corner of Gray Street.
I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.